return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. To build contacts and bridges. Uh, we are very, very blessed people. Amen. Always remind yourself we're very blessed. All right, let's open the book of Proverbs, the second chapter 15. Uh, let me just uh, share for just a little bit, a few minutes here. I want to talk about maintaining, maintaining your life. And Proverbs 15 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. So the Bible says a lot about trees and fruit. And trees and fruit all come from seeds. They all come from things that you plant. So, so we see these things in the natural but then there are things in the spiritual realm. So your words of your mouth become seeds. And so it says, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth. So the words of his mouth are creating joy. You can create your, at, your own atmosphere. The Bible says in Hebrews, the worlds were framed by the word of God. If you took a picture, there's a picture on the wall over there. And if you took a frame, all right, what do you want to put in that frame? How do you want to frame your world? Your world can be and is framed by your words. So if you choose to be very negative, pessimistic, argumentative, and so forth, your world becomes very, it's a downer, all right? If you choose to be optimistic, if you choose to proclaim the word of God, if you choose to speak truth, your world becomes very light, very good. Makes you want to smile all the time. See, you can choose to look at what's the negative. <clears throat> It'd be like the white, if we had a white screen there and we put a black dot in the middle of the white screen and we said, what did you see? Well, most people would focus on that little tiny black dot, which is a tiny percentage of the square of the area of the screen. But they'd focus on the dot to describe it as opposed to saying, look at all the white. In life, you have to look at what God is doing, thankful for his word, thankful for his promises. So a man's going to have joy by the answer of his mouth. You can create joy. Amen. Romans 12, then, it says, uh, uh, talks about a measure of faith. So any seed starts out small. Any seed starts out small in relation to what it can produce. A lot of times in India, I'll walk around with an oak seed, an acorn in my pocket. And I, and I pull out and I says, you know, I'm carrying, I'm carrying a hundred foot tree here. Okay. And then I pull out the acorn and I said, here's the seed. And within that seed is a hundred foot tree. So the seed is small in relation to, sh to what it can produce. But you get a measure of faith. Every believer has a measure of faith. So it's not like God takes some people and said, well, I'll just give them a ton of faith. I'm not going to give you anything. I'll just give you a tiny bit. No, we all get a measure of faith, a seed of faith. And then it's up to us what we're going to do with that 
measure of faith. Now, here's a measure of faith that says here, God has dealt to everyone, to believers, a measure of faith. It's a seed of faith. So you have to take care of the seed and water the seed and feed the seed and so forth so you develop your faith. Amen? It's, it doesn't come by accident. The fact that you're here today in person, and some of you are watching on camera, and God bless you for that, around the world watching and so forth. But the fact that you're tuning in, you're watering your, the seeds of faith in your life. You're watering things that encourages you to believe for more. You're watering things that encourages you to trust God for more. Amen? So that's, that's good. Amen? So you have a seed of faith. Now you have to do something with it. Colossians says that we get planted, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. But as we receive Christ, we're rooted and we're built up. So we've got this planted in Jesus. And when we get planted and grounded in Jesus, we can become established in the faith. So any seed has to have good dirt. And the good dirt and the seed of the Word of God is a heart that's open, a heart that's believing. Amen. And so you're planting that faith with the Word with, within our hearts, and it begins to be established. It gets stronger and stronger and stronger. The more established something gets, the, the more resistant it is to harm. A tree out here, when a tree is little, you know, seedlings, you could actually go and pull it out by your fingers. Well, once a tree has got, uh, got a one-foot circumference or something, or two-foot circumference, try pulling that thing out. You're not going to get it out because it's established. Turn to your neighbor, look at someone and say, God wants to establish you. He wants your faith established. Amen? So you water the seed by coming to church and so forth. And then 1 Peter 2.2 2 says we're fed or we desire the Word of God. So we desire the milk of the Word. We desire the Word. You've got to feed it, Right? Got to feed your faith. Starve your doubts. If I, CNN, constantly negative news, if I, if I constantly am on that, it's going to feed my fears and starve my faith. But if I limit my intake of news, nothing wrong with knowing what's going on in the world, but you know what's going on, and then you feed your faith, then your faith will be strong. Amen? So I feed myself every day, every morning, in the Word of God, Bible reading schedule that we encourage you all to do, that I've done for the last 30 years. Then what happens? Your faith grows stronger. It becomes established. Amen? But you've got to desire it. It's not by accident. You've got to desire those things. Now, Proverbs 24 talks about, talks about the field of a lazy man. Now, we live in a world that is a fallen world. So consequently, there's seeds that blow into our lives. I like taking care of a yard, and you can see yards that are really nice. But if you look close, seeds will blow in. Like, like I, I have people around me that have dandelions. <laughs> or around the church that have dandelions. And it's like, you know, those, those seeds are going to blow someplace. So we're not planting them on purpose, and yet they can come into our yards, but they can, things can come into our lives, right? So you have to deal with stuff when it comes. Any gardener knows that you have to pull weeds. You didn't plant the weeds, but they're just in the dirt. 
They came from someplace, not from you, but they just came from someplace. But any gardener knows that you have to pull weeds. That's part of gardening, right? Part of, part of living the life. So the field of the lazy man, though, the person who doesn't want to do anything, then it says the vineyard of the man lacking understanding, common sense, it's all grown over with thorns, nettles covering its surface, stone wall broken down. So what happens is, little by little, the weeds take over. A weed, a, a seed is so strong that, that we, Pastor Randon, will go and spray the cracks in the parking lot because seedlings start coming that blow in. Now you say, oh, that's not a big deal. But if you allowed the seed to grow, a tree seed to grow, that is strong enough that given time, it would boom, bust the concrete. Given time, it would bust more concrete and actually become a tree, a big tree. All right. So you have when's the best time to deal with something when it's little. Right. When it's little, when it's easy to manage. Right. Because little temptations can become big sins if they're nurtured that way. If you don't take care of them. And that's that goes for anybody. Right. It's anybody, any, any person, any believer. So you, the best time to deal with the temptation or a little sin is when it's little. Holy Spirit convicts us. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and you, you stomp on it. You pull it out so you can walk in the truth. So I considered it. And I looked and I received instructions. A little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands. In other words, just not doing anything. Not doing anything. Daydreaming away. Well, it'll take care of itself. It says your poverty will come just like a robber will come. Your lack will come also. Poverty and lack. Where you'll find yourself uh, in a place of great need. So a garden that has no attention is a garden that really is a weed bed. Now people might go out there looking like, I'm sure I planted carrots here. I'm sure they're in there someplace. And they probably are. But we all know that things can get choked out. Let's do a couple more quick. Proverbs 25, verse 28. It says, The city that's broken down without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. So going back to what we just said, the field of the slothful, and there the wall was crumbling and so forth because it wasn't maintained. Turn to your neighbor and say, You have to maintain. You have to, you have to rule over your own spirit. That is an individual thing. In other words, I'm married. We've been married now 44 years, but, but it's not, it's not like she doesn't make decisions for me. Like Dave, though, that thought's bad. She doesn't know what's going on in my head. So I have to rule over my spirit. Amen. Each one of us is responsible for our own lives. So we can't, we can't say, well, mom and dad, they're responsible. Well, my cousin is responsible. Well, someone else is responsible. No, we are responsible for our own lives right now. And consequently, we're responsible for our future. I'm responsible for what I frame my life with. It's my responsibility. See, in many churches today, when they say, oh, God is everything under control, they like to, everything feels good and so forth. And it's like, I don't have to do anything because he got it all under control. I don't have to do anything. 
And we teach the differences. We teach that no, the believer has responsibilities. Everything isn't on God. Jesus finished at Calvary, then sent the Holy Ghost to us so that we can walk in the victory. We have to do something with the Word and with the Spirit. So it is our responsibility to keep the wall intact. It's our responsibility to stay protected. It's our responsibility to have rule over our spirit. Amen? It's our responsibility, as much as we can, avoid trouble. Right? So regular maintenance is very, very important. And it's regular maintenance. I can, I can go and we think, man, garden looks nice, yard looks nice, and so forth. They give it three days and a good rain. All of a sudden, whoa, look at that. And all of a sudden you see weeds glaring and so forth. It's like, wow, I got my work cut out for it. What do you do? You have to continue to maintain the same thing spiritually. Now, folks, I've been in the ministry for over 40 years now. But sadly, I know pastors that I knew years ago who are no longer serving the Lord. And they were pastors. At one time, they were friends. And they're no longer serving the Lord. And why is that? Because they failed to maintain their life. The danger, of course, is they just have tons of Bible knowledge. Quote, 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 quote. Yeah, but now they believe nothing. So you can tell them something, boom, just bounces off of them. They're on a wrong path. They're they're heading for a wrong destination. But that is because they didn't maintain their lives. Turn to your neighbor and say, you want to maintain? Want to maintain? So Ephesians 4 then, Ephesians 4, verse 14 and 15, we shouldn't be children, tossed around and so forth, all the winds of doctrine, trickery of men, cunning craftiness, the devil and so forth. But when we speak the truth in love, we grow up. Say grow up. We grow up in all things. We grow up in Christ. And so we mature. And that takes time, of course. I understand that. Listen, it takes years to grow a tree. It takes a minute to cut it down by poor decisions. It takes years to build character. Take a minute to destroy character. People that do things and they think, well... Well, what about all my other life? Yeah, well, that was good, but now you just, with decisions, destroyed it. So, so you, want to, you want to apply faith. You want to work to keep growing, and you do that all the days of your life. When do I stop? Is the day I quit breathing. The day I quit breathing is the day I go to be with Jesus. Hallelujah, salvation's complete. I'm home with him. Well, then now I, now I see him face to face. I don't need any more faith because I see him. Amen. So let's close with this. Philippians 1, 9 and 10. Let's close. For love's sake, I'd rather appeal to you. Be such as I as one Paul. Uh, uh, let's see. I appeal to you for my son. I think I got the wrong thing. Is that right? I think I... Yeah, I want Philippians. So let me go to Philippians. I'll go find it. Turn your Bibles to Philippians. And let me read it here. So it says this, I pray that you would abound more and more uh, and in more knowledge and in all judgments. So number one, write down discernment. You want to keep discernment active. You want to grow in discernment. Verse 10, 
You want to approve things that are excellent. So write down approve. So you have discernment and you have to have approval. You want to approve things that are excellent. In other words, things that are good, good seeds, right? So you discern things, then you want to approve what you want to plant. And then you get into verse 11. The result of that, of discernment and approval, the result of that is you're filled with the fruits of righteousness. That is what God wants. We're filled with the fruits. That's a harvest. So your seeds have produced fruit. So you've discerned, you've planted good seeds, and now you're producing fruits of righteousness, right living, right character. Uh, folks, this is what, of course, for our day now even, how we relate to people, how we treat people. Amen? Everyone, every person you meet, because, because of Christ in us, should be treated with respect. Everybody. You know, and of course, that, that's, of course, in your home with your spouse or with your kids or your grandkids or whatever. But that should be just the character of Jesus, how we treat people. Right? So we grow. We're growing up in Christ. So we discern things. We plant good seeds. And you're going to have a harvest, a harvest that you're going to like. Amen? You're going to look at the garden of your life and think, wow, thank you, Jesus. Not, not that you're so good, but thank you, Lord, for giving us the tools to live a life of victory. Amen? To live a life that causes us to overcome the world. Amen? Remember the guy, the good, the good foundation is the guy who built his house on the rock. Yes, he still, yes, the winds, the floods, the rain still came, but his house was not even shaken because it was on the rock. Amen. That's where we want to be. Amen. So live your life uh, with discernment. Maintain your life on a daily basis. It's a daily walk with Jesus. Amen. Let's lift our hands a second. Lord, we thank you today for the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, that you're changing us from glory to glory, from good to better, from better to best. Lord, we thank you that you're doing marvelous things in us for your glory and honor. And Lord, I thank you today, Lord, Holy Spirit, just for flowing through our lives, that we would discern good things, that we would plant good things, that we would bring a great harvest that would bring glory to your name, Father, in our lives. I pray a blessing on every person here, blessing on every home represented, blessing on those watching right now, uh, live streaming in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for good news going forth to this world to bring love, light, glory, and honor to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. So today you want to make sure you greet... Raymond and Beatrice, amen, greet them, greet the Smiths as, as well, Ron and Michelle Jean, God bless you, bless one another, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.